Take two. <laughs> All right. So, welcome everybody to season three. Yay! Where we'll have all sorts of unearthed arcana in our fingers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, let's dive right into it. It's the seventh day of planting. Uh, week's end is the day of the week, so it's kind of a lazy, lazy weekend day uh, in the city of New Haven. Um, and we will start with. Brindley. Yeah. Uh, Brindley, you wake up from a weird dream uh, in your hotel where you were in some large metropolis called Waterdeep and <laughs> were involved in some sort of aborted caper there. And... Oh, God, that was so weird. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I take and... a little second to get my bearings. <laughs> <laughs> so vivid, so real. Oh, man, that was so weird. Uh, but yeah, you uh, bugbear naked. Yeah. <laughs> you arrived late last I'm night. I'm learning new things about myself. <laughs> uh, in, in New Haven, uh, having uh, arranged a coach to get you here from East Hill, uh, since it's dangerous to travel alone through the countryside. Yep. Um, and uh, so you are currently at the New Haven Inn. Ah, uh, uh, the bad inn. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, what do you do on your, on your first day in town? Um, well, so I get up and I go and I make sure I'm all like put together mm -hmm. and I grab like my day-to-day -day items, mm -hmm. leaving like my bedroll and stuff upstairs and I go downstairs looking for breakfast. All right. Uh, yeah. Breakfast is served. Uh, it's not quite as good as the breakfast you're used to back in East Hill, but it, it suffices. Uh. Um, bread and uh, some bread and some like uh, stew and some eggs. Uh, I thank the waitress and I dig in. All right. uh, you tuck in. Um, as you uh, look around the room, you see uh, a number of different people here. The inn's actually pretty full, uh, including a fair number of kobolds. Uh, <laughs> like, probably half of this inn is kobolds. Uh, and they're all kind of sitting together, like they've kind of pushed the tables next together. Uh, and they're kind of chattering at each other over the table as they uh, discuss something intraconic that you can't make out. Our cobalt's uh, about as popular here as gnomes are slash were in East Hill. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. All right, I just kind of like give the room kind of a friendly look around. Anyone, you know? Needs a friend, wants to come and talk friendly. I'm looking open and available, but I'm not too pushy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you kind of you kind of throw out the throw out the feelers, <laughs> um, and are disappointed when no one seems to bite. Oh. <clears throat> okay, I eat a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, so. Um, Finish breakfast. Uh, uh, the kobolds all kind of finish and excitedly chatter as they leave, uh, kind of in mass together. Um, what do you do? Um, I'm going to pay and tip the waitress, mm -hmm. and then I'm going to go out and explore the town. All right. So you step out onto the street of New Haven. Uh, you're in Old Town, 
which is kind of the central portion of the city. Um, uh, a lot of a lot of his, history here. People say um, the city, uh, you know, used to be a fairly small town, um, but it has expanded dramatically in all the directions. Uh, but the part you're in is kind of just the edge of where the original city was, the original town. Um, as you look down the street, you see that you're next door to uh, a large temple slash library uh, that the kobolds seem to be going to. Um, uh, there is a large, um, look, kind of like a mansion style house down the street in the center that, that has a square that goes around it. Um, which has a tall marble obelisk in the backyard you can see from where you're at. Um, Is there any writing on the obelisk? Uh, not that you can see from here. It's kind of behind a fence. I'm going to go towards the obelisk and see if there's any writing on it. Uh, so uh, you walk down the street, um, passing some like kind of like uh, potion shops and um, uh, like uh, blacksmithies and hand, uh, you know, assorted other uh, businesses. And you make your way to the center uh, square. Uh, there's sort of the wrought iron fence around this building, uh, an obelisk, uh, and there's something written on the other side of it. Like there's like a plaque there. Um, you can't see it from where you're sitting. You'd have to actually go into the house and like come into the backyard to, get to see it. Okay, I walk. Uh that kind of, well, I'd say I keep walking in the same direction I was walking just to do something and see what's going on. All right. Um, as, uh, as you're walking around, um, something catches your eye. Oh. Uh, there is like a little like kind of like board that people post things on. Uh, and you see kind of an older looking dwarven woman like nailing something to it and then walking off with like a sheaf of papers under her arm. As she walks off, I go, good morning. She looks at you and nods and says, uh, good morning. I smile and I go check out what she's uh, yeah, on the board. All right. Uh, it says, um, wanted, urgent, adventurers for quest. If you're feeling brave, if you're feeling brave enough, please come to Lusty Narwhal at noon today. The Lusty Narwhal, yay! <laughs> that sounds perfect, except for maybe the lusty narwhal thing. I'm not sure exactly what that means. It's a little disconcerting. Okay, anyway, I'm going to get my stuff ready. And I go and like run back to super early prepare for a potential adventure thing <laughs> that might need me to look like as adventurous as I possibly can. All right. I will come back to you. <laughs> Brinley is so human, she's unfamiliar with sea creatures. <laughs> oh, all right um <clears throat> next up 88 uh you have uh arrived at the lusty narwhal or at the lusty narwhal the new haven uh kind of you're on the southern outskirts of this somewhat largest city uh what do you do i take in the surroundings <clears throat> Are there any particular buildings of note? Um, here on the outside, it's a lot of, uh, it looks to be kind of like houses and occasional shops. Uh, lots of like um, little like tchotchke shops, things selling almost like souvenirs. Um, uh, there seems to be, it seems to be fairly, it's, 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 the, it's essentially Sunday, you know, weeks in here. So mm -hmm. 
a lot of them are shuttered for the day currently. Uh, you see just kind of uh, people just kind of lazily like walking about on strolls or, you know, chatting with the neighbors. Um, Why is it still loud? Okay. Oh, no. um, uh, I will... I will, I will proceed into town by whatever road I'm walking and look for a, um, I guess, uh, hmm. Look for either uh, a tavern or a, a uh, temple or shrine to Enko, whichever he comes across first. Okay. Um, so as you're coming in, uh, you actually um, come past, there's a, uh, uh, it comes, uh, you come past a kind of a large uh, temple uh, to, that has like shrines to all the gods into it. Um, uh, next door to uh, what appears to be some sort of garden that you can see with like a, kind of a, a nicely constructed roof and like these sort of worn marble statues inside of it. Uh, oh, I will. I will examine the statues. All right. So you walk past the uh, you walk past the temple uh, and walk into uh, a little sign that says uh, the Garden of Fallen Heroes, uh, and then it says beneath that established pre calamity. Uh, and as you walk inside, <laughs> you see uh, just these old like. Um, almost ancient-looking marble statues that are, are the features worn away to practical, practically, um, you know, indistinguishable, uh, just from the years of of weathering. Uh, uh, and you see, uh, there's some uh, some are you know kind of taller, and there's some shorter ones, uh, but there's one kind of near the center that catches your eye uh, because it has literally hundreds of flowers and bouquets of flowers and wreaths uh, placed around <laughs> the base of it. And which statue is this? Uh, as you go over and look at it, um, you see a little, a little sign uh, uh, that says, um, uh, Chow. Uh, and then beneath of it, it says this, uh, how do I want to phrase this? Uh, uh, restoration work provided by the Black Mountain Academy. <laughs> uh, and Does it, this, this actually like look more better kept than the others? Um, it does actually. Like uh, some of the features are uh, a little sharper. Uh, it's cleaner looking, um, and. You just get the idea that a, a lot of people come here specifically for this statue uh, and to leave these, these flowers. No other statue in here has flowers or anything like that at their feet, just this one. Uh, and as, as you're standing there looking at it, a couple uh, kobolds walk up and throw a few flowers on it uh, and say something to each other in Draconic and then just kind of stand there staring at the statue for a while. I, I will like raise a hand in greeting. Yep, yep. 
Uh, uh, speaking to them in Draconic. <laughs> I just, I, it was either that or speaking to them in racist. <laughs> I don't know which way you're going. Oh, uh, <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> uh, hail and well met, Metal Stranger. Um, Hello. They say in Draconic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they say, uh, are you a follower of Chalice? I am not. No, I am a cleric of Inca, and I will touch the stone that's embedded into the center of my chest that has the holy symbol of Inca carved into it. Oh. Well, uh, fell, uh, well met, uh, fellow, uh, fellow follower. Uh, they kind of, he pulls out his holy symbol of challenge and shows oh, it off. A pleasure. What brings you to New Haven? I was told this is a place where adventurers congregate. They look at each other and they say, yeah, among other things. Is there a particular place where adventurers are known to hang out? Uh, well, there's some job boards uh, posted around town. Uh, taverns are always a good bet. Hmm. All right. I will look there. Thank you very much. Yeah, may, uh, hey, may, uh, may your God watch over you and all that. Idiot will leave and go try and find either a tavern or a notice board. All right. Uh, so, uh, as you're walking down the street, uh, as you get near the center of town, you see this kind of big house, uh, obelisk in the backyard. <laughs> uh, you see a job board on your left. Uh, and uh, you get the idea that it rained recently because a lot of the postings are slightly runny mm-hmm. uh, and kind of waterlogged, but there's one very fresh one on top of it. Uh, and it's got this, the same message that Amanda heard. Um, okay. Seeing this, he will turn. Is there anyone like in the street near him? Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, the person that kind of looks up shocked. Could, yeah, you yes. me, could you provide me with directions to the lusty narwhal? Oh, the narwhal. Uh, just, just he points west. He says, just go down the street. You can't miss it. Look for the lascivious unicorn dolphin <laughs> thank you can that be the title of this <laughs> <laughs> the lascivious unicorn dolphin <laughs> God, i love this game it's, it's their new competitor that somebody's trying to rip them off it's off brand lusty narwhal <laughs> fantastic all right idiot heads to the lusty narwhal all right um Quinn, uh, after a very, very long trek, months of travel, uh, you uh, wake up before dawn uh, and head into New Haven from the east. Uh, and as the as the sun comes up over the over the hills on your back, uh, you see the holy city in front of you. I I, I would just in reinvigorated by by finally seeing this place that I've thought about for my 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 long six years of life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would hurry directly into the city. How are you? Seven days. <laughs> <laughs> Question: What did you call this character? Is it Gwen? 
Tim? Gwen. Gwen. Okay. What? How do you spell it? G W E N. It is Gwen. Gervais Winston. It's it's short for Gervais Winston or Hunt Neville Hartree. Yeah. My God. Lots of names. Sean couldn't decide, so he went with all of them. I was going to say, typical Sean, though. That's just. <laughs> Chris has a couple other uh, names that he doesn't even know he has. <laughs> names for days. All right. So, um, all right. So, you got to beat feet uh, into the city. Uh, you run in, kind of. You see these, um, the, the, uh, these just kind of like newer-looking buildings, uh, kind of in this winding road that comes in from the east. But uh, you know better, and you just go straight past them. Uh, and before long, you find yourself uh, in front of the large temple slash library that is. Uh, in fact, the world capital of Chow. Or, yeah, of Chow. <laughs> uh, you see a bunch of other kobolds kind of like coming and streaming in and out of the church. Uh, along with some non-kobolds as well, you see uh, some humans and some goblins. Uh, you know, various folks of various uh, races. Well, I think I would be very excited and you know like the kind of, kind of like the, the stereotypical description of of the um the country folk in the city the big city for mm -hmm. the first time would be kind of gawking around and and kind of distractedly looking at at this uh at this holy building and um you know apologizing profusely if i bump into someone mm -hmm. I, I'd, I'd like to take a you know kind of walk around the outside and, and mm -hmm. kind of take in the full thing before I before I try to go inside. Um yeah it's it's a very large building. Uh it's uh it's like four stories tall and like very deep and you can actually see like what appears to be like an original building and then like additions that have been built onto it over the years. Very cool. Um it's one of the largest uh buildings by volume in town. Uh, and um, as you as you go in, uh, you hear this lovely sound of singing. Uh, and as you kind of as you come in, you see uh, hallways off to either side, just lined with books. Uh, as you come in, you come into this large, almost like theater in the round. Uh, style kind of auditorium uh, and there's just currently um, a bunch of people playing music and singing uh, just kind of almost like improvisationally down there in the center like just kind of like for lack of a better word for like jazz people are just kind of just feeling it it's a sesh <laughs> yeah everyone's everyone's taking turns singing and like like stomping and clapping and playing their instruments. I think I would, I would probably go and uh, go and join in on my loot. All right. See if I can take the keep the keep the thread going. Yeah. So you you, you head down and roll me a performance check. First roll of the campaign. Yay! <laughs> oh shit! If you had, I wish you hadn't freighted it with that level of importance. 
<laughs> Let me pick a better dice. Oh, don't forget the inspiration rules are the same as, as they have been. You get it every session, use it or lose it. Okay. Uh, 12. Uh, well, with advantage, uh, by the way. Oh. Because, uh, you know, people are, people are trying to help everybody look good. Yeah, 12. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, you play along. You're just kind of overwhelmed by this moment, by the connection. Like, this is what being a cleric of Chalik is all about. Like, yeah. this connection, this, like, creation of spontaneousness. Uh, yeah, so it's a great morning. Yeah. I mean, um, how could it not be? Spending the morning in an exuberant library. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what do you do after? I, I think I would probably, you know, start to get a little bit hungry. I'm assuming, I'm assuming there's not, you know, this isn't a full-fledged, you know, eatery, too. No, so. God, no. It's a um, library. No food allowed, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so I would try to find someone that's, um, you know, not you know, not kind of playing along, doesn't, looks, looks to be, uh, and, you know, like a, like a docent or a, or a mm-hmm. researcher or something and ask them to direct me to a, a place where I could get a, a meal and a bed because I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to stick around for a while. Um, he, he gives you a, a list of a couple names. There's the New Haven Inn next door. There's Lusty Narwhal, the other side of town, a few other inns. The Lusty Narwhal from the stories? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh my. I've, I've, well, I can't. I've got to go there. <laughs> oh, uh, word of advice, though. Don't, like, don't fan out in there. They don't really. Don't what? Fan out. I don't fear fanboy. Oh, fan. Oh, <laughs> oh fan out. Okay. okay. I thought you said don't stand out. I was like, oh, no, no. I was like, how could I not? Uh, <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try to keep it cool. And, uh, thank you very much for your help. Well, welcome to welcome to New Haven. All, yeah. all are welcome. Thank you, thank you very much, and, and have a creative day. And then I eight feet and take off. <laughs> all right. Uh, as you're as you're walking over, um, uh, you notice a job board if you're interested. Oh, I'll go take a look. I'm going to have to make money somehow while I'm here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you see the same message. Urgent need for adventurers. Noon, lusty narwhal. Wow. Excellent. <laughs> Chalik's smiling on you today. <laughs> this will work out perfectly. And I kind of, of course, hum as I do, you know, occasionally take a couple of skipping dance steps as I, as I wander my way down to the, to the lusty narwhal. All right. Nithis. Yay. You have arrived at New Haven. Okay. Uh, probably not your final destination, but uh, at least they placed the rest and big enough that it should offer some relative anonymity. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what do you do? Um, You're coming in from the south, so. Yeah, from the uh, south, yeah. I would, uh, I would say I probably actually arrived the night before, and uh, I'm actually waking up in a mm-hmm. 
shitty in um completely hungover like 100 percent got a headache um so i will leave my shitty little inn and i know i need to make some money so i'm gonna go out and uh just kind of walk around um i've never been here before obviously mm -hmm. so i kind of follow the crowd wherever it leads me mm -hmm. i know where it's gonna lead me <laughs> <laughs> I let the fates take me where they will. <laughs> so, smash cut to you and Virtus Car. How the fuck did I get here? <laughs> um, all right, so you just kind of just kind of walk around, let your feet do the walking as you kind of look around this town, just kind of keeping an eye over your shoulder and around it, mm -hmm. who's around. Um, you do a couple laps around the square. Uh, uh, and then before eventually um, uh, you see somebody looking at a job board and walking away uh, and uh, you kind of go over to see what they're looking at and you see this this job post okay. uh, uh, and uh, probably head that way I imagine mm -hmm. try to find my way there may or may not pick up another ale on the way um, you are very pleased to find the Lusty Darl is in fact a tavern. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, all right. So, um, Brindley. Yes. Uh, you are, I'm sure, Midwestern punctual, which means, you know, 15 <laughs> minutes early is on time and on time is late. So. Oh, definitely, definitely. definitely. <laughs> uh, so you are the first to arrive uh, as you see the Lusty Darl, this tavern with this the sign with the lascivious unicorn dolphin on it, <laughs> uh, winking at you. Uh, the, uh, oh, that's the, so cute! <laughs> uh, you go to open the door, uh, and the, the like, the door handle is like is so weathered from years of people opening it. It's just like perfectly smooth and warm. Cool. As the door opens effortlessly, uh, and you see this sort of uh, kind of. Largest, ta largest, but still kind of only tavern. Uh, there's a number of tables spread out. Uh, there's a big kind of fireplace. Uh, it's spring, so it's not. It's kind of. It's kind of died down. It's not really going right now. Um, but uh, what catches your eye first is over the fireplace is this green dragon head that's been mounted there on the wall, uh, along with um, along with some various weapons beneath it, and then like a set of blue armor that's been kind of hung up on the wall. Uh, How big is this green dragon head? Uh, it's definitely an adult green dragon. Okay. It's an impressively sized green dragon head. <laughs> cool. I kind of want to go over there to look a little closer at the decorations before I head to uh, get a drink and ask the bartender about the advertisement I saw. Oh, uh, so you walk over uh, and you see this dwarven woman, uh, you know, maybe kind of younger middle-aged. Uh, Wiping a wiping a stein, uh, the tavern, despite the rest of the town's busyness, is actually kind of uh, it's a little slow. There's not a lot of people in here, um, and uh, the bartender says, uh, "What'll it be?" Um, something delicious. Or anything like fruity with juice in it. She says, uh, <laughs> "Well, you're in luck. It's shandy season." Oh, okay, cool. What's a shandy? Uh, she says, well, I take some dwarf nail uh -huh. and about half of it's, and I pour about half of it's lemonade. Sounds perfect. 
she says. She kind of eyes you up and says, uh, that'll be uh, five copper. I give her six copper. And she says, I uh, she, uh, so she pours, she makes this drink for you, hands it, hands it to you. Um, and as she slides it to you, she, her hands kind of uh, glow for a second and then frost spreads around the mug. Oh, wow, that is an excellent trick. She says, uh, she says, yeah, it's uh, come in handy over the years. Um, so I came here because I saw on the billboard that there was something about, you know, needing adventures, and I'm kind of an adventurer. Oh, you know, she said you're at that group. Uh, yeah. She points to oh, a empty table in the corner that's got like a little, like, placard on it that just says adventurers. Oh, cool. <laughs> All right, thank you. And I head over to the table. All right. Um, a few minutes later, uh, 88, you arrive in this tavern, same description, green dragon head, homie. Uh, you see, as you come in, you see a, uh, a, uh, a woman with a slightly blue tinge to her skin, uh, drinking um, a frosty looking beverage. Uh, you see a tavern keep uh, wiping down the bar, a couple other patrons off on the other end. Uh, and on the table with the blue skinned girl, you see uh, just a little placard that says adventurers. I will go to the bar. Mm-hmm. The bartender nods at you. She says, what can I do you for? May I have an empty mug, please? <laughs> she says, uh, yeah, you're not the first Warforged to come in here and ask for one. She slides one over to you. Thank you. Can, can I just point out the hilarity that Matt's playing yet again another character that doesn't eat? <laughs> I love it. This one does not have a squirrel inside of him. Oh, we know. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, a bowl. I will take my empty mug. Not what I meant, but yes. <laughs> and go over to the table marked adventurers uh, mm-hmm. and then get distracted as I head over there when I see the suit of blue armor and I mm-hmm. will go over to take a closer look at it and see how it's made and what it's made of. Yeah, it appears to be um, some sort of enchanted scale mail. Um, you, you would gather that it's enchanted because it looks fairly old. Uh, it's even got a little bit of dust, like a fair amount of dust on top of it. Uh, but the armor itself looks pristine and brand new. And then I will go over and sit a not directly opposite of of Brindley, but close, but not too close. Like like maybe there's I don't know, like you know, like a good five eighths of the table. No, that's not that's too much. Uh three eighths of the table away. Excellent. Matt Matt is doing urinal math. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brindley. Hi, my Are name you an is... adventurer too? Oh, sorry, I interrupted you. I'm so sorry. That is fine. Uh, I am 88, and yes, I am also trying to be an adventurer. Awesome. We are going to have so much fun. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited. <clears throat> have, have you gone on adventures before? Oh, yeah, kind of. a little bit here and there this is my first adventuring opportunity 
Oh, cool. Yeah, I mean, I've only done like little things around town. I guess that's not really adventuring, so it's more like chores and helping a neighbor out, but chores. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, as as you say this, the door opens. You look over. You don't see anybody at first, and then you see below kind of a shorter kobold come in. Gwen, you come in, you see you see the dragon head, the fireplace, the warm ambiance, the bartender, and a middleman and a slightly blue-skinned woman sitting at a table with a placard that says adventurers on it. <laughs> what do you do? I kind of like rub my hands together and, and uh, look around a little bit, um, but, you know, kind of taking to heart the warning of the... Um, <clears throat> of the, the, the stranger that helped me. I, I walk up to the... Uh, and you see, you actually see the Azure scale armor on the wall that you heard of in the stories. And, and, I, and I keep, like, I, 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 I'm walking, but my eyes keep darting up to it and, like, you know, trying to be sly, but, you know, probably not pulling it off. Um, and, I, and I walk up to the, to the bartender mm -hmm. and um, I imagine kind of do a little bit of a scale up one of the stools to stand on it they actually have a there's actually a little they've they take into account people of different sizes so there's actually like a part of the bar that has like some steps that go up to it oh okay <laughs> like like my mom has for her chihuahua <laughs> uh, that's right my mom has those steps too for her chihuahua yeah. <laughs> so um i will uh you know kind of uh, i'll walk up the stairs making sure not to do anything that could possibly be misunderstood as a scurry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you and regally get, mount those stairs. Yes. <laughs> and, I, and I get to the top and... Uh, <clears throat> uh, as you get to the top, you kind of look down and you see that the bartender also has like a platform on her side. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> she's a dwarven woman. She says, yeah, what'll it be? Uh, I think, uh, I think just an ale. And uh, I assume that table's for uh, those of us looking for work. She nods. She says, uh, "She says you want the copper draft or the two copper." Ah, well, it's my first day in town. I, I think I'll go for the two copper. Might as well. All right, she says, "The, the good old two pence brew," and she pours one for you and hands it to you. Full pint. Oh, well, thank you very much, and. Uh, how much, uh, just out of curiosity, how much are rooms? I do need to find a place to stay. Uh, she says uh, five copper a night. That's really good. Price. Okay. Isn't that a good well, price? How much are they over at the uh, New Haven Inn? Uh, probably about the same. <laughs> I honestly, I just made that up on the fly. In price is 5 e, I forget. Um. <laughs> 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 uh, Oh, yeah, that is a little cheap, isn't it? Yeah, it seemed like it. Oh, I already wrote it down in pen. <laughs> <laughs> it's between poor and modest, I guess. I guess, yeah, five, let's say it's five silver. That's fine. They make most of their money from the bar. Okay. <laughs> uh, so she hands you your drink. Uh, she says, uh, room for the night then? Well, I think I'll hold off and see where where this whole thing takes me. Is there anything you can tell me about our employer? We, you know, it's, uh... She says, look, Dwarven woman came in, asked if she could plop that placard down over there, said to expect a rush. And she kind of looks over at you and the two people, and she says, quite the rush. 
I don't know. Maybe maybe the blue one is a big drinker. <laughs> you never know. She says, she shrugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, and uh, I'm sure I'll see you around. You're not. And I head back, head head to the table, and um, as I'm as I'm kind of walking up with my mug in my hands, I. Hello, are you here for the job as well? Yes. You're muted. Can't hear you. Oh, I can't hear you. (laughs) I'm Brinley. This is 88, but we just met, so I don't want to feel like I'm introducing 88 and stepping on 88's persona, but yeah. Well, uh, excellent. My name is uh, Jervis Winston Earlham Neville Archer, but you can call me Gwen. Oh, that's not that name. You know, it's it's it, I've I've learned in my travels that that's uh, you know quite a mouthful for people. So, I, I try to make it as simple as possible. And no no, no uh, disparagement on your intelligence or anything like that. I just you know it, it it tends to happen that people pick one or you know screw them all up. You know, but anyway, I uh, mind if I sit? Of course. Please. All right, I'll I'll sit down and. And start sipping my beer. So, so are you here um, as, on a pilgrimage as well? No, just wandering around. Not exactly. I'm becoming an adventurer. <laughs> All right, uh, what a lovely as, city. You guys are interrupted as the door flies open, uh, and then walks this kind of tall, heavy-set guy, uh, kind of darker skin, kind of curly, wild hair. Uh, he looks at the adventure placards and walks right over and sits down. Hi, I'm Brimley. Name's Brad. Oh, hi, Brad. Hello, Brad. I am 88. Uh, he's wearing like uh, like a brilliant like red shirt. He's got like uh, oh no, some Chris. cloaks, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sword scabbard. You're crossing the streams. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Are you uh, come adventuring with us? Assuming says, yeah, we all my, like make it. I don't know. He says, that's my plan. Yes. He says, cool. uh, he says, I'm ready to turn my life around. Oh. What were you doing before? Uh, he says, well, you know, uh, I'm an orphan. Oh. I don't that's see bad. how that has impact on your employment. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, well, I, I, uh, I was over at the Black Mountain Academy, he says, and uh, he says, that's going pretty well over there, except, uh, you know, I just, I don't want to be the person that's, you know, hammering nails and, like, fixing things all day. I see. Get rich quick. That's what I say. I turn to Brinley. Do we get rich adventuring? Um, that's what I heard, but I'm more in it for the adventure part, less than it for the money part. He says it's the most lucrative profession, he says, but, of course, it's got the highest risk. <laughs> of course. He says most people that try it die, but... You know, when you reach a certain point, you got to shit or get off the pot, right? You know, that is very wise, Brad. Brad? Brad. Brad. I think it's also very important that you do it in an ethical manner, though. Uh, you the shitty or the... No. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> both. <laughs> I think that one, too. I was, I was wondering what shitting ethically was. But the, but the, adventuring, the adventuring part. Okay. Uh, so he, sits, he, he goes over and grabs himself an ale and comes back and sits down. And as he does that, the door opens, uh, in walks Nithis. 
Uh, and if this, you see a table with a blue skinned person, a guy in a red shirt, a uh, metal man, a kobold, and a little placard that says adventures, dwarven bar tender, green dragon head, blue armor. What do you do? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I walk up to the bar uh, first. Uh, hey there. He says, uh, hey. How much for a shot of whiskey and an ale? Uh, she says, uh, you want the, depends, you want the one copper or two copper ale? Two. She says, uh, two pence ale and a shot of whiskey. She says, I'll come to four, uh, four, four copper pieces. Okay. I'll do that math later. Mm-hmm. She says, uh, she kind of looks you up and down, notes your kind of build and your weapon, and she says, uh, adventuring table's over there. Yeah. I do the shot and then walk over. <clears throat> Whoa, here comes the badass. <laughs> oh, Brad. Oh. Is, that, is that Brad? Yeah. Oh, Brad. Oh, says, oh no, Brad. <laughs> Brad, you've met her. Nice to meet you, the badass. My name is Brad. Red shirt. <laughs> he says, uh, he says, you came in all dramatic like, did that shot of whiskey, then came over here. He says, I'm standing you're, near you. You're very loud. I get that sometimes. Does she still look hungover? Yes. Yes, she does. Um, can I, can I lay a hand on her shoulder and I cast Lesser Restoration? Uh, I don't. She jerks away. <laughs> I don't think I need to touch you for it, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, you feel better touch. despite yourself. Huh? Sorry, you just you just looked a little ill, and I thought, you know, if I help you a little bit, then you can drink even more. You're right. <clears throat> Although part of the benefit of drinking is the forgetting, and you kind of took that away. But it's Oh, no, that was forget. only, like, the, the gross tummy stuff and the head stuff. All right. The stuff, not the uh, feeling stuff. Cool. Um, Here, have another... I don't, I don't have any drinks. <laughs> As you guys are sitting there, uh, you hear a voice behind you. Hello, adventurers! Oh, God no. damn it, Chris. My name is Valthrone! <laughs> and as, as soon as he says that, um, you hear the loud sound of a metal tankard thunking off of his head. And uh, the bartender says, No, Carl, we don't do that in here. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's... I says, sorry to future self for that screech. <laughs> and he says, but I'm, I'm, doing the, I'm doing the mouth turn thing. She's like, go panhandle whatever else. Get out of here, you <laughs> fucking has-been. <laughs> so happy. <laughs> oh, God. He kind of, he just, the person who you realize is wearing like, uh, like a fake wig and like a fake beard, kind of dejectedly like kind of hangs his head and leaves the bar. I am so delighted, but Nithis is just confused. <laughs> Why did that happen? <laughs> Brad says, oh god, I hate those guys. They're everywhere. What? Why? What's the deal? He says, that's a Valthrun impersonator. You ever heard of Valthrun the Prescient? No. Oh, he's one of those, uh, you know, back in like the Chalak days of, of New Haven, he, in the calamity days, he was like a wizard that lived around here. And, <clears throat> yeah. Shout out to a god or something. <laughs> so you're, not from, so you're not from around here, are you? No, I got here last night. Oh yeah, no, Chalix, Chalix, no, as, as one of the major gods. Uh, 
Mm. And uh, in fact, used to live here in New Haven. Oh, that's cool. He well, says, he says, you know, we had two gods that lived here, Chalik and Calamity. So it's kind of the oh, I know Calamity, the, the holiest city in all the all the country. Hmm. Was Chalik. the smell part a bathroom thing or it's the Carl thing? I don't know that one particularly, but a lot of them do smell like that. Okay. Valtrin, the prescient, is rumored to be horribly, horribly stinky. Even oh, you know him. Well, I know, I know of him, of course. I. I am a, I'm a follower of Chuck's. I know oh, yeah, all of the old stories. You probably know all those sorts of things. I do. I do. I, I, you know, it's a, it's a passion. It's a passion for me. So, so are you here on your pilgrimage? I am indeed. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm here. I have to take in the Holy city and, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a shame to see someone with uh, so few acting chops playing Valtrin, but, you know, I guess he gave it his, he gave it a shot. He says, well, this is going to sound weird, he says, but uh, he says, uh, I, I don't really, you know, believe, I don't follow Chalik, but I, fe- I definitely feel like he's guided my life, just, you know, from living here. Oh, no, he's going to die so fast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think, you know, uh, uh, Chalik has, has guided all of us, whether we believe in him or not. All right. yeah. uh, the door opens. Uh, a um, older-looking dwarven woman comes in, uh, walks right up to the table, and says, uh, "Oh, well, I was hoping for more than five, but y'all have to do." Uh, <laughs> she says, um, "My name's Thedva." She is says, that? "How do you spell that?" T H E D V A. She says, uh, uh, "She says uh, I'm the one that posted the uh, the banners. Kind of hoping for more more of you here, but well, five. We can work with five. <clears throat> um, so what's the job?" She says, uh, "Real quick, why don't we all go around the table and introduce who we are? And when you do that, why don't you tell me what your character looks like?" Sean. <laughs> so we'll start with, I'm just going to do it in Zoom order. So uh, Brindley, you're first. All right. So Brindley has uh, light blue skin and her hair is kind of a gradient blue. She has it pulled back into a uh, braid at the moment. Um, her ears kind of taper off into long points. She stands. She's really pretty short, about 5'1", sort of curvier build. Um, she has a long gray flowing tunic on and um, dark leather armor decorated with seashells. And she has a staff and um, her bags are lavender and they have monogram B and C on all of them. <laughs> and yeah, that's what she has on her so far. All right. Um, how about how about you, uh, Gwen? Um, I don't think I figured out my height yet, but short, I think is <laughs> sufficient to the day. Um, kind of a, a bright, vivid blue scaling. Um, and, and kind of, a, a, you know, you know, kind of, uh, oh, and, and um, 
and bright white horns. So, um, and I think horns coming out, horns coming out of the kind of the back of the head and um, the back of the jaw. So um, could could be a little fearsome appearing, but um, very you know, small, very small, and, and and you know, kind of a kind, open face. So you know, it certainly doesn't um, certainly doesn't come off as a as a super duper badass. Um, and but wearing a, a you know wearing a well used rapier and a um, and a longbow and um, holding you know strapped strapped to his back a a lute which he's uh, occasionally will pull out and and fiddle with um, and you know this the, and 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 wearing a uh, a cloak that uh, you know even when it's not really windy will still kind of occasionally move. I love the cloak of billowing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe my favorite common magic item in the whole list. <laughs> um, of its own accord and in kind of a, you know, whenever there's a, whenever there's a, um, you know, a, a, a situation that calls for just an extra little hint of drama, you know. Well. Mm-hmm. And how tall is he? He's like. Um, I don't, I couldn't find a, uh, I couldn't find a way to roll for that. Uh, I can I can give you the rolling mechanism if you want to roll for it, or you can just pick. I give you a range. Yeah. Which would you prefer? Um, you want to just give me a range? Sure. I mean, I'm small, but I don't know what, you know. You're always small. I know it's weird. I, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen you play a, a tall character. Sean. Oh no, um, yeah, uh, was tall. Yenfer. Oh yeah, Yennefer, right, right. And and like a bugbear I played in my in, in one of the one shots. Um so there we go. Uh between two and three feet tall. <laughs> okay. Caitlin's reaction. <laughs> uh, All right, so two foot eight. All right. And they weigh between twenty five and thirty five pounds. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of the reasons I didn't go for a strength paladin. <laughs> I'll go 34, because I imagine he's still pretty bulky. All right. 32. All right. 88? Uh, 88 stands uh, 6 foot 6 inches. Um, ha- uh, most of, or a good portion of his body is covered in metal plates. Um, like he has a large plate covering his chest. His head is pretty much uh, made up of interlocking metal plates. Um, where the metal doesn't cover, you see thick, dark, fibrous wood. Um, and the plates where the metal doesn't join, uh, are places where the metal doesn't join. And uh, he has like the sort of the impression of a mouth where the plates of metal come together, but it doesn't actually move when he speaks. Um, and uh, in the center of his chest plates, there's a, uh, a red, uh, a banded red agate stone that's carved with the holy symbol of Inca that's been uh, built into his chest. And um, he has three thick fingers and three big toes, as opposed to, you know, five and five. And he... Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Nice. He's wearing clothing or no? 
No, uh, he has, you can see elements of chainmail armor that look like they're partly integrated into, into his actual body. Okay. Nice. Uh, and then when Caitlin, you're, when you're done coughing, <laughs> Nithis? Um, so she's about six feet tall. Mm -hmm. She has very angular features that are not, she's human, but eh, it's kind of weird. Um, she's human in the same way that Brindley is human. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Human. <laughs> um, right now, she, uh, you could tell she has a very bad dye job in her hair. Uh, you don't know what color it would be, but I, it, I attempted to make it black, whatever the base is. And uh, she's wearing um, just a basic set of clothes, like maybe a peasant set of clothes. Um, she holds herself. Uh, very stiffly, um, almost military bearing. <clears throat> and um, what else did I want to mention? Oh, her eyes. Her eyes are a little bit unsettling as well because they are the palest blue with a dark ring around the outside of the iris. Mm -hmm. Would you say she's fairly like sun worn, like tan and wet? She's tan. She's very tan. Age, aging into weathered. <laughs> the the days of of just tan are i'm at the end of them mm -hmm. uh, and i've already described brad so <laughs> brad brad mm -hmm. any relation to the brad no okay. <laughs> all right so that is like okay well play, well met all of you uh so i was she says uh i'm i'm a merchant uh she says and uh I'm taking up a load of goods up north, she says, the Sujurus. Uh, and she says, and, far, and north past that, she says, eventually to Frostville. <laughs> she says, uh, last night, she says, uh, bandits intercepted my, my small caravan, killed off my hired guards, and kidnapped my business partner, Mort. Mort? She said, Mort. Well, she says it's short for Mortthelviar, but she says Mort is probably probably all you really need to know. Uh, Believe but, me, I'm aware most people don't like complicated names. She says, anyway, uh, so uh, I was able to get away with the goods, uh, she says, but Mort was not so lucky. Anyway, these bandits have Mort. Uh, mm -hmm. And well, long story short, they want they they're gonna kill him unless I give him all of our goods. Which oh no, this is me and Mort's livelihood. So uh, yeah, that's a non-starter for me, y'all. Uh, this does seem like a very complicated situation. She says, "So I'm hoping you'll all be adventurers." Uh, she says that we can uh, go in there and do a little. Uh, Negotiation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I need that to be fun. Fine. Yeah. And fun. I look, I look at the others of, at the table. Are any of you skilled in negotiating? Yes. I'm kind of good at it. Uh, she says, but let me clarify. By circumstances. She says, by negotiating, I mean, get more not alive. And if they die. Yes, particularly this kind of negotiation. Ah, I understand now. Could you describe what Mort looks like? She says, yeah, she says, uh, 
So, you know, you see how I look, you know, short for salt and pepper hair, uh, beard. Uh, she says, he's actually my identical twin. So, uh, or I guess fraternal technically. But anyway, uh, <laughs> she says, we look practically identical. She says, except he's a bit less gifted in the chestal area, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any idea where we can find these people oh yeah she says uh she says they managed to make camp uh just west of town she says uh, uh kind of uh she says in the in the thick of the she says in the thick of the plains near a copse of trees oh <clears throat> So, Brad, do you happen to know kind of where that is? I, I'm brand new to town, so. Brad says, uh, well, uh, I'll be honest, you don't, you don't leave town much. It's dangerous out there what with the monsters and the friggins and the other things that want to kill you. But uh, he says, uh, did they give you a better description than that? Uh, Denva, was it? She says, yeah, it's Denva. Uh, yeah. Uh, she says they're supposed to. It's, it's, she says it's a mile west of town. She says uh, apparently there used to be a road there. Uh, she says uh, and you can still see some of the uh, markings from that, uh, and it's just north of the road, copes of trees on top of the hill. She says not an ideal scenario for extraction. She says they'll probably be able to see us coming. Oh, you're you're coming with us. She says. Uh, Oh, well, the royal us. <laughs> she says, uh, she says, look, you don't want me coming along. I'll just be a liability. She says, uh, I've been driving horses for the better part of 100 years. She says, uh, ain't much good with a, ain't much good with steel or a bow. Brad says, don't worry. I'm good with a bow. <laughs> oh, Brad. <laughs> Poor oh. Brad. <laughs> <laughs> oh so when do you want us to do this like now or like uh yeah like ideally like you should have left like 10 minutes ago uh, oh okay okay then we should go now she says uh upon successful recovery of mort she says i'll pay each of you 25 gold pieces okay wow. all right she says if you bring back mort's body 10 15 she says, 10 in a bottle of whiskey that I got. A really nice bottle of whiskey. I don't want any piss. She says, uh, she says it's 25 years old. It's from Sujur's. That'll do. <laughs> she says, if you bring it back alive, we'll share it. Sounds <clears throat> good. Well, we've, we've got a, a full afternoon. Why don't we... We can go ahead and get yeah, started. We should head out. Mm-hmm. Um, Brad stands up dramatically. He says, "Yes, let's go." Lead the way, Brad. Yeah. Um, well, no, no, I, I'm not a, I'm not a tracker. Oh. Um. I'm not either. I'm a sorcerer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, can I? I could probably. Am I a survival? I, I would take this because I have survival. I've done this before. Mm 
<sighs> All right. So, um, what do you do? We walk outside and, and head out. Get on. Follow Nithis. Yes. Nithis says, good luck. I'll be here. Meet back here. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Everyone all packed up, or do we need to like, go to people's rooms or grab some stuff? No. <laughs> Francis I'm carrying, says, uh, I'm carrying everything I own. Francis, all my stuff's in my hovel. Your what? Your hole? My hovel. <laughs> it, is cool. it, does it need to be picked up? Is there this a is, brand of traveling caravan or something? Do you have a weapon and like good no. shoes to head out there? Brand points through a sword and his bow. I mean, are you good for now? Are you good for this class? As a oh yeah, no, just, you know, I live here, so all my stuff's back in my Okay, in my okay, Brad. All right, cool, Brad. Um, I'm ready when you guys are. Yeah, I imagine Nithis got about halfway through that and started walking a little slower than she normally would, but we're going. <laughs> we're going. I uh, go up and match pace with Nithis. How tall is Brinley? I find one. That's what I thought. <laughs> scurrying, scurrying feet. Scurrying feet. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so uh, it'll take about an hour to get to where this, uh, based on the description, to where this copes is. What do you all do to pass the hour? Do you, what's your strategy here? Presumably we're just walking. Yeah. So where are you from? Hmm. Around. Oh, okay. Here's my kind of beer. <laughs> You're right. It is. <laughs> How long have you been adventuring? A while. Cool. How about you? Oh, you know, like three days, give or take. <laughs> An hour. <laughs> <laughs> Brad's like, that's three times longer than I've been doing it. I know, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love it. Um, what's your favorite color? Red. Brad. <laughs> okay, you can be in a conversation too, but keep up, keep up. <laughs> uh and favorite color? Yeah. Blue. Blue. Cool. That's also one of my favorite colors. <laughs> one of them? Yeah, I like purple too. Green. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Are Gwen and 88 just following quietly? Or? <laughs> Watching the train. Yeah. You, see, you, see, you see Brad Brindley and Mythos. Uh, <laughs> Walking ahead. How far back are you guys walking from them? I I don't know. I think about five feet because I I'd, I'd want to hear what's going on. Gwen hasn't had a lot of experience deciphering humans, and this is all fascinating to watch. Like <laughs> unrehearsed interaction. So you seem really cool. I'm pretty cool too. So I think we should be friends. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, Nithis uh, was walking 
slower for everyone else, but at that she does kick it up a notch and goes into like a march. Oh, like hustling. yeah, like I'm not like trying to outstrip them, but I'm using all of my height to move right now. <laughs> Brindley tries to keep up for like a moment, and then realizes that she's trying to block her, and they kind of like slows down and falls back with Gwen at 88. How are you guys doing? I am fine, thank you. Oh, good. Okay. This is actually quite fun. Oh, yeah, I'm having yeah, a good time too. <laughs> so you said you've been you've been adventuring for like three days? Yeah, I made my way over here um, from home and then you know, kind of like off and on in between the way from there to here. I did some adventuring kind of stuff or like helped people do things. Nothing too exciting. Have you have you written any songs about what you what you did? Oh no. Not yet, huh? No, I'm not I'm not, not much of a writer. You just improvisation or you know, or you play an instrument? Yeah, I do. What do you play? I play a violin. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> I have it at my uh, in my room back in town, so maybe when we get back, we can play. Oh, that would be that would be great. Oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> creating creating artists is really one of the best ways we can show our devotion to Chalik, and 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 it's a lot of fun. Oh yeah. What about you, eighty-eight? Do you play any instruments? No, I do not. <clears throat> no. Have you ever tried? I have not. Do you ever want to try? I do not. Okay. <laughs> if you if you ever change your mind, you'd make one hell of a percussive instrument. I was thinking that too, like bongos or yeah. yeah. All you'd have to do Absolutely. is sit down. <laughs> maybe like a do 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 xylophone. There's any any number of uh, of noises you could make just with your own self. Is that cool to say? I think that is true of you as well. <laughs> That's certainly true. <laughs> Do you sing? No. And and how, what does um, ADH voice sound like? Is it a monotone or is there actual inflection? Sounds like the way I'm doing it. Okay. <laughs> no, that's cool. I mean, it, <laughs> I know there's some variation. Is it is it like mechanical in nature though, or is it organic like human like organic people? Chris, up to you. Uh, it's more peoply. Okay. Okay. But like, I kind of imagine like a person talking through a tin can. Kind of, it's got a little bit of a metallic echo, but mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. Okay. So, eighty-eight. I I I don't mean to be rude, and and please, you know. I don't want it to come off as, um, but I mean, I'm honestly curious because I've never seen a, a being like you. Oh, I, am, I am a warforged. And, and what exactly is that? I am an automaton created through magic. That's pretty badass. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And and how long have you been adventuring? Oh, this is my first adventure. 
Wow. Huh. I mean, I guess other than other than the trip to get here, is this is my first event, first what you would call an adventure. I mean, we we certainly had some adventures on the way here, but uh, yeah, wow, we're all in the world, all starting out. I, this is great. You know, I'm falling the, the, back a little bit so that I can eavesdrop. <clears throat> Do you know that the heroes of New Haven all also met at that at that inn we were in? No. Who are the I heroes of New Haven? <laughs> oh, the heroes of New Haven were uh, a band of adventurers that helped. Uh, Brad's like, oh no, this story again. <laughs> <laughs> that that Brad, helped Alex save the world. <clears throat> I think Oak Brindley's very nice to everyone except Brad. <laughs> except Brad. <laughs> <laughs> They're two alike. <laughs> Brindley's like, oh, I'm the adorable one. <laughs> I'm the plucky. <laughs> but yeah, they, you know, they helped, uh, they helped Chalik sacrifice himself to save the world. And, and uh, by doing so, helped him save the world as well it's a it's a great story there's dragons and you know gods and it, the uh the calamity that they mentioned is one of the heroes of new new haven oh i mean I i've heard to... about them a little bit but my mom the story she liked to tell were a little different She tells the story of, of the heroes of New Haven differently? No, no, no. She doesn't tell their story. I mean, sometimes they're like adjacent. But, um, yeah. I like the nice stories. Kind of like the uh, the Azure skills are, are are a bit more of like side characters to the main story of, of uh, Chalik and, and I suppose the heroes of New Haven. I like I like that Chalik has just been centered in this. <laughs> he was in like five episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, from his from his point of view, he was very central to the story, and then he died. <laughs> uh, how? But then came back. Yeah. yeah. How did that happen? How did how was how did what happen? How did Chalik become a god? Yeah. Nobody knows. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, it is a. It is a mystery. But you know, I. I imagine similar way that calamity became a god. He saved the world and, um, and kind of. Woke so Brad up. kind of stops walking for a second. He's like, "Wait, if we save the world, we get to become gods." According to one Glenn, step yeah. at a time, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Brad's looking off in the horizon with a kind of glazed over look in his face. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of hustles back into formation. <laughs> I think maybe, maybe we just aim for, you know, a little lower mm. to start with. And, yeah. And don't aim trust any... Finding more. And don't trust any stinky wizards. Mm. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, the guy in the... Yeah, okay. <laughs> so the uh, spring sun... Uh, through a very beautiful blue sky, uh, beams on your uh, beams on your faces as you walk west. Um, the uh, sun catches off like the, gra the tall grasses of the plains, uh, the occasional tree here and there. Hey, hey, do you guys want to see something funny? Yeah, sure. 
and I dash off into the into the tall grass and I disappear. And I yell from the grass, I'm doing my Rangram impression. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it either. And then, and then run back up to the group laughing. <laughs> Brad get it? <laughs> Brad's laughing. He thinks it's the most hilarious thing he's ever seen. <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh. He says, I mentioned I went to the Black Mountain Academy, right? Hmm? Yeah. Yes. Uh, he says, extra, extra funny for me. <laughs> Bye. Rain, Rainroom was one of the heroes of New Haven as well, and he was, he was a, uh, you know, a, a powerful, powerful, powerful presence, and later became mayor. But he, like I, was vertically challenged. Do you find your height displeasing? No, I just, I spend a lot of time, especially among tall folk, just crotch level, which is not ideal. Would you like stilts? <laughs> yes, I think stilts? I would. I, th <laughs> I, I, I think that would be delightful. Uh, and if this, you realize uh, at this point, you guys have been talking long enough uh, that you're maybe 10 minutes away. Okay. Uh, all right. We're we're getting close. Brad draws a sword. Chill, uh, bro. We gotta see what's going on. Oh, yeah. See, how do we want to do this? He puts it back, but it takes like a couple of attempts to get it back in the. Oh, Brad. <laughs> well, I think why don't we go and ask them for more back? Are we just gonna walk up? I mean, that's one way to do it. I can make us a little sneakier. What you got on that? Some mad, some little magic. Cool. I like that. If you want to like get up closer, mm -hmm. but also like maybe let ourselves be known far enough away that we don't scare them into immediately attacking us. Is anybody like really, really stealthy? I am not. Yeah. No. <laughs> you and me not not particularly, no. Brad kind of gestures to his flamboyantly bright shirt and says, not me. No, <laughs> not you, Brad. I mean, um, I think we could all use it at least a little bit. Then. Yeah. I, I like it. But I mean, I think our, our strategy here is just going to have to be walk up because there's no one yeah. to clear the path. <laughs> I mean, I know they're brigands, but they should at least have an opportunity to do the right thing. So do I want to sneak, do a sneaky, or should I not cast anything? Well, I think casting it is good, unless it uses a spell slot for you. It does. Uh, then maybe not. Okay, then we'll just walk up and be like, hey. Yeah, I don't love walking up without anything. <clears throat> I also don't love you not having that spell slot for combat. <laughs> we're gonna, uh, I think we're gonna try to like talk through it first, so it might be okay. And, and really, I mean, how impressively large is 88. They're gonna have to look at him and say, or them and say, I mean, really, that's a brown trouser moment. <laughs> I guess we'll see. <laughs> I use he or they pronouns. Oh. Okay, I was about to be like, ooh, I should add my pronouns to my thing. I forget how to do it though. I'll add them. Okay, cool. Can you add them to D&D &D Beyond? 
They're in D&D. They should be in D&D Beyond. They're right under your name. Oh. If you've got them set. Yeah. So it's under description, under gender. Okay. <laughs> and everyone goes to fuck around with yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. their video setting. All right. So uh, as you guys, uh, as you all get closer, um, you see kind of off north of the road, a copse of trees sort of on top of the hill. Uh, everybody make me a perception check. Ooh, I'm good at that. Uh, uh, first roll, first roll. Ooh, that was a very good roll of my new die. Oh, that's a shit roll. No, no, that's a shit roll. <laughs> Ooh, I got a natural 20. Oh, nice. 10. Oh, son of a bitch. Three. Why not? What a do. I rolled a four, but I have plus six. <clears throat> Damn. Why do I roll a four? <laughs> All right. So who got a 20 or higher? I got a 20, natural 20. All right. So uh, you all see uh, in the trees, um, it looks like there's maybe half a dozen folks kind of uh, uh, milling about, one of which is in like climb actually up in the tree and seems to be watching in your direction. Uh, you definitely get the idea that you've been spotted. <laughs> I think we I think have been spotted. <laughs> Where? I point to the copes of trees. Do I see the guy up in the tree? Uh, you don't see the guy in the tree. You just see, what'd you get in your perception roll? Yeah, like a, yeah, ten. Ten, yeah. You don't see the guy in the tree, and you just see some like vague movement in the in the within the copse. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> well, we've definitely been spotted. That's like so. We go in. Yeah, let's just keep I think that's playing the it cool. Yeah, walk right up. Brad's no. like, should I use my sword or my bow? Neither. Neither. Yeah. Wait. We'll have a conversation first and give them the opportunity to do the right thing. If the conversation goes poorly, though, I recommend the bow. (laughs) Depends. If you're really close to someone, you might want to use the sword. Try and stay away from other people. (laughs) (laughs) Good advice. It's really good advice. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. I'm pretty good in the fight. And as much as I enjoy... Insight check. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need to roll for that. (laughs) Oh, I got an eight. (laughs) He believes what he's saying. At least you think he does. You know what? You look really self-confident. I believe it. (laughs) Thanks, Brindley. You know, I wasn't sure if you liked me or not, but I think maybe you're coming around on the old Brad's turn. I'm so Brad's turn knocked you down a little bit. <laughs> it's that Midwestern polite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so uh, you you what do you do? You're on the road currently. Trees are t- to the northwest. Walk up like we belong. Yeah. So like okay. leave, leave the road and head towards the tree. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. When you get about 120 feet away. Uh, you see an arrow shoot up from one of the trees and land like at your feet. And a voice says, that's, that's close enough. We're Hi. here for Mort. 
Yeah, I'm not seeing a caravan full of goods, so, uh... Well, and unfortunately, we won't. I can only listen to one of you at once. Who's <laughs> the leader of this hodgepodge? And Brad's kind of like, uh... Mm -mm. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take a step forward. <laughs> so listen, you're not going to get the goods, and if you... Uh, so why shouldn't we just kill him right now? Well, then we're going to kill you anyway, and you don't have a chance to run away. He says, you don't know who you're messing with. Who am I messing with? My name is Dwight Muscles, and this is my band of jackals. How many people do we see? I want to kill them so bad. <laughs> I know, right? Also, bandit name generator. <laughs> <laughs> I saw oh, Dwight no. Muscles and was like, oh, there's no way he's not Dwight Muscles. <laughs> oh, Can I see him? No. Uh, he is, yeah, he's kind of like, he steps out from the copes of trees. He's like a kind of a, a big, burly uh, human uh, who's got a, kind of a big, large sword and like a headband tied around it. And sure enough to his name, he's got like, his, he's just like jacked. So you're the he's one wearing cut off sleeves, you know, to really get those oh, guns a-popping. Mm -hmm. Get the guns popping. So you're the one in charge? That's right, I'm Dwight Muscles. Okay, cool. Um, do you wanna, in full sight of all your people, come? We can take like a walk around the edges of your camp and talk about negotiations and stuff. He says, "Do you think just because I'm jacked that I'm an idiot?" No, I definitely don't think you're an idiot. I think you're pretty <laughs> cool. He says, uh, "He says I'm not gonna go for a walk with you." He says, "What you gonna gank me?" No, that's why I said fully within sight of everyone. He says you're. He says you're close enough. People. I can hear you. You can hear me. Okay. And he says maybe you should let your leader do the, do the talking. And he turns to you, Nithis. Oh, rude. He says you got to keep your band of jackals in better better order. Oh well, I don't have jackals. I... That's that much is obvious. These are like pups. Oh my god. How far are we away from the other nearest? Yeah, how far people? away is he from me? 120 feet, maybe 115 feet. Step forward. Oh, okay. 120, that's really far. Damn. That is really far. That's farther than anything I got. Oh, wait, no. He says, so, he says, I take it to, the caravan's not here, that, uh, <clears throat> he says, so, uh, tell you what, give your, boss an extension you go back come back with the caravan by let's say nightfall and you can get you can get your uh you can get your dwarf accountant back whatever he is <laughs> um <clears throat> is there any other way to approach this coats of trees uh it is it is a it is on a hill and so yeah. it's just they've got the high ground no matter what right yeah they it's almost like they intentionally <laughs> yeah yeah I'm going to walk up to Nithis and uh, kind of. I, I hold up a finger to muscles to and group. Can we fall back? <laughs> yeah, but I was also just thinking, let's just run at him. We can do that. Isn't the essence of negotiation to see if they will take something less than what they asked for? That's what I was trying for, mm -hmm. but he's really far away and kind of me. 
<laughs> kind of me. Oh, I love it. You're adorable. <laughs> um, I mean, what could we offer them? See if they will accept one quarter of the shipment. Worth a shot. <laughs> so, um, so muscles. Dwight. Yeah, whatever. Um, we're obviously here to get more one way or the other. I would prefer not to do this with violence. What do you say to a quarter of the shipment and you give more back? There's a quarter of the shipment. Mm-hmm. He says, no. He says, we want all of it. <laughs> you can't always get what you want. This is an important axiom. <laughs> So if if we get you the shipment, do you swear that the driver of the shipment will make it out alive as well? Yeah, I mean, we'll even give you all the horses you bring them in on. See, look, that's compromise. Hmm. Yeah, compromise. No, all right, that's guys. not compromise. They still get everything they want. Yeah. Uh, I turn around and guys, let's let's regroup. Like Brindley said, I got a plan. I have some maybe potential plans too. Uh, I, I yell at Muscles, uh, we'll be back at nightfall. He says, look, you better be back by nightfall, because otherwise this dwarf is going to be a lot shorter, you know what I mean? Is that not what I said? Just emphasizing the gravity of the situation. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. You're very important. You're very dangerous. We understand. Brad's like, I don't know. He seems like kind of a putz. Brad? <laughs> he said it. He said it quiet enough that Dwight should be able to hear it. I'll see you, Dwight. I really like your shirt. Bye. All right. So before we start heading down, I'm like, guys, are you sure you don't want to just rush them right now? I can Brad always tiny Brad from and another direction. sneak in. Brad puts his hand on his sword hilt. He's like, I'm ready. Let's do it. And find him so we could hit from the right angle. Okay. 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 If we rush them now... It will take some time for us to bridge the distance, and they will get multiple volleys of arrows before we arrive. Mm -hmm. Well, let's walk down the hill, um, and then once we get at the bottom of the hill, um, I like Brinley's idea that she goes in and scouts, and then what we could also do is hide ourselves in the caravan, have somebody drive it in, and then we sneak attack from the caravan. So instead of goods, we give them death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It sounds strategy. He says that sounds like a Windhavian lion situation. What? <laughs> you know, where they had the Windhavian, the Windhavian Navy, he says they constructed a giant wooden lion and hid troops inside of it. Oh, Everyone knows it's just a folktale. <laughs> he says, I don't know. He says, I, it sounded cool to me. <laughs> well, instead of a lion, we have a shitty cart. So let's get this going. All right. Uh, so this is like a, <clears throat> a hilly terrain with like trees and stuff. Yeah, just imagine like a hill, not too steep, but just like a hill. And it's got like, just kind of like, uh, maybe like just some, you know, some trees growing on top of it in kind of almost a ring-like fashion. All right. Um, I am going, when we're actually, 
I imagine if you walk in front of 88 and I, you, they can lose sight of you pretty quickly. Yeah, so I'll kind of like fold in front of them. And before we get too far away, I'm going to wild shape into a poisonous snake. Ooh. Noise. And once they pass, I'm going to slither my way up. And Matt, you look perplexed by this. Just the animal choice, but go ahead. <laughs> like, try to sneak my little snake head into any little holes and the tents and stuff to see if I can find uh, um, more. All right, so roll me stealth with advantage. I went with the snake because he has high decks, so his stealth would be pretty decent. Ooh! Ah, uh, 20. Oh, with advantage. Oh, right. 20! All right, so, yeah, you, uh, no one seems to notice this little snake, snake. this little slightly blue-tinted snake. Uh, <laughs> Okay. So yeah, you're able to get a full um, account. So yeah, there's like, there's this circle of trees inside of it. Uh, they've got, um, uh, there, there's, it looks to be uh, Dwight and then four muscled people. Uh, and then uh, they've got Mort um, that they've got tied up. And they've been kind of, they, they look like they're maybe like walking them back and forth like forcing him to walk back and forth. You get the idea to maybe like make it seem like him, another person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now that you guys are out of view, like uh, they kind of sit more down. And, so Dwight, and Dwight's like, so uh, Dwight's like, all right, jackals. He says, come on, gather up, gather up. So it's Dwight plus four or four including Dwight? Dwight plus four. Dwight plus four. And then Mort. Who looks very nervous and is just kind of like, uh, you know. He says, he's kind of muttering to himself. Uh, and Dwight's like, all right, jackals. So what do we think? He says, they say they're going to get the goods and come back. He says, but clearly a trap, right? <laughs> boys are like, well, no, maybe they're coming back with the goods. Maybe they, maybe they, uh, <laughs> you know, saw your muscles and, you know, it kind of cowed them into doing what you want. I mean, that's very possible, he says, kind of admiring his own arms. Uh, he says, but no, he says, uh, he says, they, something, something about them didn't seem right. He says, they gave up too quickly. So, so what's the plan, boys? We'll just exchange the goods for the prisoner and let him go? <clears throat> yes, obviously, in a perfect world there, Ted, that would be, that would be ideal. But we gotta expect shenanigans on the way back. Brindley, you're of course here. Yeah. I imagine that's why you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, here's what I'm thinking. And he kind of goes over to a crate and he lifts off the cover and everyone's like, oh, oh are you sure? He's like, yeah. <laughs> and he pulls up what looks to be like a uh, cylindrical uh, container with a fuse sticking out of it. He says, uh, he says, here's what I'm thinking. They can pull up with the caravan, chuck a cup, chuck both of the ones, of, both of these at them. He says, and then we separate the goods from the splatter. You know what I'm saying? 
Do I know like, that that's dynamite? Have I seen that before? Uh, you get the. It, I mean, it's pretty obvious what it is. Okay. It's, it's some sort of. Uh, explosive. Some sort of explosive. Who's beeping? Who's got a fire alarm going off? That's probably one of my neighbors. Oh. Mm. Yeah, they keep doing that. So, uh, Brindley, what do you do? I'm going to sneak my way back to the rest of the room. Nick! Sorry. Right, Sneckly, you head back to the to the brush. Uh, I'm assuming you guys are all kind of walking slowly back. Uh, what, are, what are a lot of you uh, uh, discussing? Uh, we abandoned the negotiations far too quickly. I mean, we didn't really have anything to negotiate with. And they really did have every sort of high ground. Not a lot to be done there. I was like, this would be a lot easier if they'd picked like something flat or maybe even like a bowl to be in. <laughs> right? Yeah, well. Yes, Brad, this would, would be much easier if they had no tactical advantage. Thank you. I'm glad you agree with me. Oh, Brad. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brad. So, um... Brad's like, uh, so what's like everyone's like uh, hopes and dreams like? Oh, we don't know each other well enough for that, Brad. Well, I just, you know, Brindley was asking about people's favorite colors. I just. Mm hmm. Brad kind of sulks a little bit, but it's quiet. <laughs> uh, about this point, Sneckly comes back. Sneck. Hey. I Sneck. <laughs> <laughs> So I like to imagine that your head does slightly before the rest of your body, and so it's just like, like the ears come out. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I snuck in. You mm -hmm. know how we thought there was like a bunch of people up there. Mm -hmm. Well, one of them was apparently just more walking around because they're making him walk around because it's only four of them plus muscle dude. Okay. And the other four seem kind of dumb. Cool. Brad's and like also kind of dumb, you say. And also, uh, if we come back with the wagons, they plan on bombing us. Bomb. Mm. Yeah, might. All right. Hmm. I think that was nice. all the important stuff. Not very nice negotiation that they did. They lied. Yeah, they think we're well. They think we're lying and trapping them. So. Well, it's a good thing we are. So yeah. what if we get. What if we rig up a caravan to get it in there? Ideally, so that no one gets bombed, but, you know, sometimes shit happens. And then, instead of being in the caravan, we sneak up behind the hill. The opposite side of the caravan. Why don't we just sneak in from a different direction? That's true. Circle around can. and... What? Yeah. That's true, too. We can't do that. You mean now, instead of going and getting the caravan? Yes. Well, we'd have to buy caravan supplies and then let them get blown up. No, we just, like... Put empty barrels in a wagon. They still have to buy the barrels. Yeah, I'm sure our and horses our employer and... could figure it out. This is her shit. I'm looking to go ask. I mean, she was willing to pay almost as much for her dead compatriot as she was for her life. Her twin brother. Her twin brother. So I doubt she'd sink more than. <laughs> More than the cost into this now. 
I mean, I'll, I'm all for rushing in. It's a Brad guy. says, look, they're going to be looking for us to come back from the east. Let's circle out and come back at them from the west. Hate to say it, Brad kind of has a point. Can you still do the sneaky thing on us and get no, us? I can, yeah. Okay. Brad says the only thing that lives out that way is like pants shitting monsters. So, you know. Good. Good, good. Cool. Right. I mean, there's a chance that we could run into one of them, but. Hope not. Yeah. It'll be all right. So when you see them, do they shit their pants or, or did they somehow shit your pants? No, no, you see them and you shit your pants. That's what I've been told. That's why I haven't left the city till today. You've never left the city. Oh, Brad. Says, no, it's scary out here. Okay. Says, I'm a little on edge right now, so I'm talking so much. <laughs> oh, it's all right. Um, so... Yeah. Sure. Raise your hand if you just want to go around. Let's do it. Okay. Unanimous. Uh, is there a way that we can get to, was there like trees up on the left side of it? Is no. that where the monsters are? There's like the occasional tree. Are uh, we out of sight yet? Yeah, yeah, you're out of sight. So if we just circle around out, out of sight, then Come in the opposite direction. Do we have, are we far enough away to be out of sight, but still close enough that we can get around to the west side and up the hill within an hour? Oh, well, an we, hour. Could, we, could, we could go all the way around out of sight, mm. and then you can do whatever you're going to do. And yeah, then... you can walk like three miles an hour, so you could easily. Okay. So we'll walk to as far as we can be out of their sight, but still within, and then... Um, Kind of zoom around, and when we get kind of inside, I'm going to cast Pass Without a Trace on us. Ooh. It's a good spell. It's the best spell. Love it. All right, so everybody make me a stealth check plus 20. Isn't it plus 10? Plus, or plus 10, sorry. No. Plus I mean, I wish, but dang. 13, 29! Good, maybe with disadvantage. 14. 22. 21. Uh, Brad also got a 21. Oh. Uh, 25. Nice. All right. So you uh, you march north off the road, uh, and then Brindley concentrates, and suddenly you just sort of feel this sort of um, almost like shadow come over all of you. And as you kind of look down, and the shadow itself is almost almost like chameleon-esque, like in blending in with like the grass around you and as you look at each other it just becomes kind of hard to like almost it's almost like an out of focus lens it becomes kind of hard to just focus on where you all are that's like wow that's uh that's really cool thank you he says you just did magic like real magic yeah Brad, you've never seen magic before? Well, like, I mean, like, the bartender will, like, cross the drink with their hands sometimes. and like. Oh, I'm about to blow your mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brad. It's just the way it is. <laughs> he says, uh, he says, yeah, no, I, fucking sucks in New Haven, man. 
city. There has to be like some stuff to do. Oh, oh there's like there's happen. like the Thurga Wizards Tower, but like you know, like they don't like let anybody in there. How close are we to the you know? Uh you you're coming around. Uh, okay, we should be quiet starting now, Brad. Okay. <laughs> Got it. The least quiet. <laughs> He says, I can be quiet. I can be Brad. more quiet. Oh, right. Sorry, I'm very nervous. Okay. All right. So you quietly approach uh, the grass barely, barely swaying in front of you as you slip, slip through it quietly. Uh, as you uh, get closer, you hear some body singing, actually. Hmm. Uh, just the, the guy's... The guys in the coaxers just kind of singing songs to pass the time. Uh, uh, songs are of a explicit nature. <laughs> lots I, of lots of slant rhymes. I, I imagine that uh, I'm humming under my breath just a little bit. Nithis, mm-hmm. yeah, you're very familiar with these songs. I'm making note of the melody and the and the lyrics for later. All right, so. Um, at what point, at what distance would you like to roll initiative? Zero feet. Zero, it's possible. Zero feet. <laughs> like at the tree line. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I, actually, nobody, I can, yeah, I can, yeah, sorry. nobody seems to notice you. Fallen. They've got like, you can see they got the guy in the tree looking out west. You got Dwight who's sitting there uh, doing push-ups. Uh, and then like kind of like expousing on like why push-ups are good. <laughs> to like another one of the guys and the two guys singing the body songs. Uh, and then Mort sitting there, hands bound, uh, just kind of looking nervously around. All right, so um, let's go ahead and roll initiative. I'm already what? rolling terrible for this. Oh no! Oh, campaign three. Oh, <laughs> campaign three. <laughs> you know, Chris, Doctor Chris would tell you that initiative is the best time to get a low roll. <laughs> um, I like going first. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do remember you made that one character who had what? Right. <laughs> and I was like twenty-seven. Time. That's because he had a fighter with you. Ooh. That was money. Yeah. Oh, Imani. God, oh, like a plus 13 initiative, something like that was great. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the way to live. Right. Um, I'm excited. I'm using my, uh, my D&D Beyond initiative tracker, which will eventually be player-facing. Um, but for now, uh, it's not. All right, so, uh, Brindley, what'd you get? 18. 88. 13. 13. Nithis? Two! Two whole initiative points. Gwyn? Sean! Sean! There's some kind of a conversation or something going on on the street outside, out front of my house. People yelling at each other. Uh, Me last night during Zoom. There's all sorts of freaky ass shit going on. Yeah. Uh, 10. Sorry. Okay. Um, 
And then uh, Brad got a 17. Nice, Brad. All right, so you all have surprise. Oh, um, let's see. Brindley, what's your max HP? Um, uh, 27. They haven't quite gotten that. Oh, I don't think they can do any hit point tracking yet. All right, that's fine. All right, so Brindley, you're up first. This is uh, everyone Everyone is surprised, so they don't, nobody knows you're coming. Uh, so um, you are at the western edge of the camp. Um, the two singing are maybe, let's say, five feet away. Uh, Dwight is 15 feet. Uh, the guy that's talking to Dwight about push-ups is 20 feet. And then uh, the guy in the tree is 30 feet. Okay. And Mort is 20 feet. I'm going to kind of sneak, kind of not at this point, get up to the guy closest to me, because I think that is 20 feet away, right? Uh, you go to the guy closest to you? Yeah. So the, the two people singing? Okay, yeah. I go up behind one of them, and I cast Shalele on mm -hmm. my... Um, on my staff, and then I whack him on the top of the head with it. Uh, all right. Uh, he stopped singing. He's like, it sounds like someone cast the spell. Whoa. <laughs> all right, roll your attack. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, oh, huh. Why does it say I only have plus one bed? Because uh. your strength is minus one. Ah. Oh, that would be why, yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, that's 13. Uh, 13 will be good enough. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, you also have advantage on the roll because they're unaware of you. Um, might as well roll again just in case you get a 20. Oh, yeah. Nope. Oh, I'm using two hands, so this will be eight. Oh, uh, actually, if you look in your bonus attacks, you have plus six with Shillelagh, okay. and it's a D8 plus four. Oh, that's why, because it was, yeah, okay. Am I, I used to not suck at that. Why am I sucking at it all of a sudden? Ah, uh, that's 11 points. What's that? Damage. 11 points of damage. Uh, you knock him out, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, yes! uh, like a coconut in Gilligan's Island. <laughs> He's like, did you hear a spell? Thunk. And he just pulled crumples <laughs> under the weight. Does anybody else even hear him talk? Uh, the guy who's looking at him. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, and then that guy looks up in alarm. Uh, uh, as Brad rushes in. Oh, God, Brad. Sword drawn. Oh, Brad. Um, Not listening to instructions. Well, he's doing his thing. He doesn't need to be quiet anymore. All We're right. just exasperated he, with who he is as a person. <laughs> he rolls the long sword. Uh, AC 14. He deals... Uh, he deals six points of damage, bloodying the guy. 
All right. Uh, and he's he very quietly yells, Brad! He comes in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, oh, wow. Puts up. Uh, uh, puts up Dwight, who is surprised and just kind of looks over and says, "What the hell?" He says, "You're supposed to be getting the carts." Uh, puts up eighty-eight. I'll be right back. I gotta pee. Yeah. Can I get to Dwight, or are there jackals in the way? Dwight is. Uh, no, you can. You would have had to take an attack, but Bridley knocked out one of them, so there is a path for you to get to Dwight. I go to Bright, go to Dwight, uh, and will attack with my uh, double-bladed scimitar. Nice. Nice. Do I still have advantage on this, or he's no longer surprised? Uh, He is no longer surprised. Well, the first attack was a natural one. Oh, no. Uh, Bonus action attack. God, that sucks. Uh, oh, uh, he's prone though. So, is pr- prone? I think you do have advantage against prone people if you're doing a melee attack, correct? Yes. Okay. So he was doing then, push-ups, and he didn't get a chance nice. to get up for that first attack. Then eleven. I will hit. Or no, him that will miss. Sorry. Okay. Then that would hit bonus, one of the Bonus action attack is a uh, sixteen to hit. That will hit. Cool. Uh, and that is nine points of slashing. All right. Takes it. And then action surge. All right. 19 to hit. Ooh, nice. That will hit. For 11 points of slashing damage. Nice. All right, he's not blooded yet. That's it for me. All right. Uh, puts up when? I think I will. Um... <clears throat> so the two at the at the fireplace or at the singing at the fire are done. So uh, one of them, uh, so one of them is out. One of them is bloodied. Those are at five feet. Fifteen feet, Dwight, who has eighty-eight on him. Uh, then there's 20 feet and 30 feet, neither of which have gone. And the one 30 feet's in, the, in a tree. Um, okay. So I will shoot the one at 30 feet with my bow. Okay. Um, I think. I don't remember how to do any of this shit. Um, is, he, is he surprised? Do I get advantage on that? Uh, you have advantage, yes, because he's not gone yet. Okay. Uh, 17 to hit. That'll hit. Uh, 12 points of damage. Uh, that's enough to... He, you shoot him out of the tree, and he, he, uh, he, he turns around at the ruckus and then sees just an arrow come and hit him square between the eyes, and he just falls oh. out of the tree and lands on the ground with a funk. <laughs> Um, and then I think I'll, I'll kind of run forward and draw my rapier as I head towards um, Dwight in 88. All right. Uh, puts up the surviving 
bandits. Uh, they're no longer surprised. What's up, Mythos? All right. Um, are there any of them gathered close together like idiots? Uh, no, they're actually kind of spread apart now. So there's one at uh, five feet that's bloodied. There's Dwight at 15 feet. Uh, and then there's um, the one that was talking. So Dwight and the one that we're talking are technically adjacent to each other. So. All right. We're probably not going to have any more. What time is it? Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, cast Shatter on Dwight. Like, and the guy. Huh? Chris is like, oh, wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's 722. <laughs> All right. um, it's a 10-foot radius. That'll get both of them, right? Yeah. All right. They have to make a con save 14. All right. Let's see. Con save. Uh, the nobody fails. Ted, I guess that was his name. And then nobody uh, fails. No, Ted. Oh, Ted. one guy fails. Okay. Yeah, on uh, uh, nobody. Uh, Ted fails. Uh, Dwight got uh, nineteen total, so he rolled okay. well. All right, so Dwight will take uh, half as much. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's the shittiest roll. Two ones and a two. Mm. Fuck. <laughs> All right, I just fucking suck tonight. So fucking four points of damage. Yeah. And, and what the a waste of a second level spell. <laughs> and Dwight takes two. Yeah. God. It looks cool though. Brad looks over and he goes, "Golly." I'm so <laughs> irritated. That was the worst. I don't even have. All right. Yeah. Start of round two. Brindley, you're up. All right. Uh, the guy next to me is bloodied. Yeah, yeah, the one that's next to Brad. Okay, I'm gonna hit him. All right, so you step over. So you and you and Brad have him. Natural twenty. Nah. All right, roll me two d eight and add four. Sixteen. An eight and a four. All right, he. You, uh, you, you, with a surprising amount of force, you like crack that guy's skull open. He just falls <laughs> over. <laughs> he was already bloodied. That 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 put him a negative hit point maximum, so he is dead. <laughs> wow. Brindley, don't fuck with Brindley. That's what I'm wondering. Right. <laughs> Brindley's fucking savage. Brindley's like a little shaken. <laughs> Brad just looks at you, Brindley, and he's like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he is going to charge um, the one that was talking to um, Dwight. Running past Morton saying, we're going to come back for you. But using his inside voice, because he really yelled at him that one time. <laughs> All right. Uh, and he's going to swing his long sword. Ooh, uh, 19 will hit. And uh, he deals 13 points of damage to uh, that guy. So he is, he is dead. <clears throat> wow. Dead. So and Dwight's the, the only one left? Yeah. And Dwight looks, you know, <laughs> Dwight's like, 
stands up and he looks at all four of his dead guys now because that is all of his guys now dead. And he says, uh, y'all killed my jackals. Yeah, he says, we did. He says, that's going to be the last thing you did. All right, and so he is going to make three attacks. Oh, damn. <laughs> All right. Uh, and so he, he draws a um, just this large scimitar. Uh, and let's see, he's got Gwyn and 88 on him. And so he's going to do two sword attacks at 88. So uh, let's just roll them both at once. Uh oh, he did not roll well. He had some he had some mythos luck there. Uh, <laughs> well, the uh, eighty-eight. Does a twelve hit you? Nope. All right. Uh, and then he's going to punch Gwen with his open hand. Uh, that will hit AC twenty-four. Yeah. Yes. On. Sorry. Uh, so he he punches you for seven points of bludgeoning damage. Seven points of bludgeoning damage. I, I can't do my thing if it's against me. What's your thing? One of my channel divinities. Oh, but all right. Okay. So he uh, he he's so you see him do the two sword attacks with against uh, eighty eight. Eighty eight's kind of parrying. Uh, as he does, and uh, so you're almost—you think it almost—you're almost—it's almost unexpected that this fish just comes out of nowhere and just kind of clocks at you, clocks you a bit uh, with surprising <laughs> strength. Uh, he is Dwight Muscles for a reason, <laughs> and he's literally punching down. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, shit! I could just have him pick a puppy. I mean, what? <laughs> yeah, he's—he's he's a bad guy. He's like Billy Eilish. <laughs> All right. Um, cuts up 88. Okay. Uh, bonus action. 88's going to draw one of the blades of his scimitar across the um, one of the like arm plates mm -hmm. on his arm, mm. uh, which creates a spark. And then as he utters a, uh, a spell, that spark ignites the blade in fire. Mm. I cast Searing Smite. Uh, and Brad is just like, look at this shit! <laughs> <laughs> Brad's gonna I... pee himself. <laughs> Brad's so excited. Natural 20. What, 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 what? Nithis doesn't even get another turn! <laughs> <laughs> doesn't even get a chance. <laughs> I mean, Dwight has a lot of hit points left, but I mean, natural 20 on your smite is pretty yep. epic. <laughs> That's pretty good. Sorry. Um, six times two is 12 plus three. 15 slashing. <laughs> plus four fire. So 19 altogether. Wow. And he is on fire. Oh, that's good to know. Yep. So uh, at the start of his turn, he'll make a con save. Uh, if he succeeds, it ends. If he doesn't, he can take an action to put himself out. Okay. All right, uh, and he is now bloodied. Yes, uh, Gwen. <clears throat> I, 
And Brad just sort of looks over at Mort. He's like, that guy just set him on fire. <laughs> and Mort's like, mm, mm, mm. he's, he's gag. Um, <laughs> so this is a full action, but um, <clears throat> you, I, I, I take this like punch to the jaw and I, I kind of, I kind of crumple over sideways a little bit, and I go, "Oh, please don't, don't hurt me anymore, please. I, I can't take it." And I use my grovel, cower, and beg ability. Yes. <laughs> and um, until the end of my next turn, um, allies gain advantage on attacks to uh, against enemies within ten feet of you. So I can see you. So all of you have advantage on this, and and, and Dwight's just like. I barely hit you. Pull yourself together. I, he's like, do you do push-ups or like any sort of core training? Uh, so he's a little distracted by... This isn't how sword play is supposed to go. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, puts up um, all the dead bandits. Nithis. Thank goodness. All right. You see, you did get a second turn. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> By surprise. By surprise. Also, the ice cream that I ordered is literally pulling up to the door. So, um, oh, yeah, take start with chromatic orb, and I get advantage, right? Because yes. that sucked. Oh, God, yes. That's a 19 plus 6. Oh, yeah, that'll five. definitely hit. Um, I did chromatic orb level 2 thunder, which is 4d8. Oh, that's a much better roll. <laughs> Uh, so that's um, 17 points of damage. Woo. And then, nice. on top of that, I will use Quicken Spell. You said that was thunder damage? Thunder, yes. Um, I'll use Quicken Spell to also attack him with a Firebolt. Ooh. Oh, God. Back I, to the Sorceress Saddle. How's it feel? It feels great. It feels so great. Um, so I still have advantage on this one, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that one hits to uh, 13 plus 6, 19. And that is a D10. D10, D10, D10. How do I do this? And that's six points of damage. All right, six points, you said? Mm-hmm. That is, oh, he is so close. Dang it. <laughs> All right, I do want to. I do want to add a little bit of flavor here. Yeah. Uh, as my second spell ends, the golf ball size opal that I'm holding glows, and wind gusts around me strongly, and I uh, I pivot around to the backside of Dwight, so that he's surrounded now by all of us. Nice. I nice. love storm sorcery. It's fucking ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one where you, it gives you like fly for like a second. Yeah. Right? I have uh, 10 feet 10 of fly, feet. and it does not provoke um, opportunity attacks. So, yeah, so so Brad just looks up, his eyes, like, big and sparkly as you just <laughs> take to the air, kind of flip over, and we come back on the other side. <laughs> I love it. Oh, Brad makes a great hype man. <laughs> I'm around on Brad. <laughs> I'm coming around, too. <laughs> All right, what's up, Brindley? All right, I will scamper over. Finish him! Kind of dodge between the people so I get a full uh, view on him and just swab him with my stick. All right. 
Natural 20. Yeah. What? Yeah, like a beast. It's the same dice, dude. Holy shit. That's awesome. You're a mother. You're my favorite dice. I'm going to use you all the time. Thirteen. Thirteen points. Can I hit him so that I don't kill him? Just how do you? I have to say, how do you want to do this? I'm just trying to like scramble. Be like, oh, excuse me, sorry, sorry. All right. <laughs> uh, his eyes go. Cr- his eyes go crossed, and he just sort of clumps or collapses onto the ground. Crumples is the word I was looking for. Crumples okay. onto the ground. He crumpets onto the ground. Does anyone have any rope? Mort kind of goes, hmm. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, oh, sorry. Um, somebody tie up this guy. I run over and start untying Mort. <laughs> uh, Brad's like, hey, give me the rope from Mort. I'll tie him up with it. You know, it's I kind of poetic. Him. Yeah, I'll toss him the things once I've got him all untied. All right, so it's Mort's like, like oh, thank God. I really thought, oh, I thought they were going to blow you all up. That's what they thought too, but then you're wrong. He says, uh, he says, did Thedba send you? Yep. Uh, he says, I love my sister. <laughs> so we're glad. He says, I admit, I was a little worried when she left, but you know, <laughs> I didn't think she'd leave me forever. I mean, she offered money dead or alive, so maybe she'd kind of up bringing you back even if you ended up dead. Wow, that's. Didn't need to know that part, but uh <laughs> no, and to make you feel better, like she really wanted you back. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, if it's only alive, then people would just left you there. He says, uh he says, Well, if you need any accounting work done before we leave town, he says, uh he says, I'm the house. Thanks. He says, That's what I do. I'm the... uh, yeah, I figured that. I keep yeah. track of the finances. Yeah, cool. It's uh you know, it's an ugly job, but someone's got to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You ready to head back? Oh, wait. One he second. goes over and kind of kicks uh kicks white. Um I quickly cast the test magic in this area to see if there's anything cool that I got. Uh there are uh two things that are registering magic in a crate nearby. I open the crate. Uh, you see two cylindrical containers with uh, fuses sticking out of the top of them. Mm. Ooh. I put it in my bag. Mm-hmm. So shall we? Otherwise, so, these are all scrubs, and they don't really have anything good. So. They nothing. Oh, um, there was another knocked out bandit, right? The first one that Brinley cocked? Yes. He's not dead. So. Tie him up as well. All right. Uh, the other three are so, and he may not remember today, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you good to walk, Mort? Mort says, "Oh yeah." He says, "He says I'm a dwarf," and he says, "I can walk halfway around the world. It'll be all right." Okay, and I could make these guys conscious again, and we can make them walk, or we could keep them unconscious, and I could like reach out something really big and just toss them on my back. He says, can we just leave them here? Well, I was thinking we'd bring them to constabulary and maybe get a reward. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So oh, I see. incarcerated for their crimes. He yeah, says, that. He says a legal system, yeah. He says, uh, 
not very familiar with it, are you? And he says, actually, more than you would care to imagine. He says, let me tell you about some of my epic encounters with the tax collectors, he says. Uh. <laughs> he says, uh, if you ever had to bribe your way out of a Sujerusian, he says, tax office, he says, you might have a new line of respect for my occupation. Do they take a lot of bribes up there? Uh, he says, you know, it depends on the... It says depends on which one you're in. He says, you know, it's a confederation. Every mm. every duchy has its own rules. Hmm. Well, so thief. I forget which word exactly I used. Walking or riding? Jogging, carrying. I can carry Dwight. I okay. do not have the strength to carry anyone. I will turn into Brad? an what about elk. What about breath? Oh, hmm. okay. Oh, Brad's like, oh, but she's going to turn into an elk. Yeah, I can turn into an elk. It's really easy. All right, then. No, Brad says, nah, you should say that. He says, oh, I'll carry him. Okay. He, he hoofs him up over his shoulder. Now I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> Don't uh, use your last wild trip. Don't what? Don't use your last wild trip. I just don't trust Chris. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you all pick over the rest of the camp. Uh, there's um, uh, there's actually like 15 gold pieces worth mm -hmm. of various currency. Mm. Nice. Uh, mostly, mostly in silver and copper, but we can just say. Uh, uh, yeah, some rations and some tents and bedrolls and things like that. We'll pick up some extra rations. You get the idea that they're living here. <laughs> do we want to sure. do we want to kind of share our spoils and stick together? Or well, everyone we can get three gold from fifteen gold. No. Okay. This is Brad's like, wow, we're making more than we are promised. That's pretty great. What? Well, because you know we were promised twenty-five gold, but now we're going to get twenty-eight. Yeah, that's cool, Brad. Mm-hmm. Brad seems very happy with his three gold. <laughs> it's a lot of money for Brad. Oh, Brad. What, two gold will get somebody through a week, right? Or one? Uh, it's I, like a decent living. Like a gold a week is worker salary, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Two gold a day is skilled worker? Was that it? Yeah, if you're poor, it takes about 1.4 gold to get through the week. Okay. So. so, kind of says a lot maybe about Brad's, more about Brad's economic upbringing than anything else. Well, he was a Black Mountain school kid. So. Sure, yeah. All right, so we head back to town. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, you start heading back. Uh, Mort is like, so uh, he says, uh, you all a band or something? Or? Well, I play the violin. And no, no, an adventuring troupe. <laughs> oh, okay. 
No, your sister just hired us for this today. Mythis has the strongest urge uh. at Brindley on the head, and it's almost inescapable. <laughs> <laughs> no, we all we all just met. I don't think we were. Brad's like, uh, we responded to an ad. But it's good to know everyone can, you know, keep their heads in a fight. And I certainly wouldn't say no to, to more to more work if it's on offer. Why did you have something in mind? Oh, he says, well, uh, he says, uh, I mean, obviously, Thedva makes the decisions, he says, but... Uh, he says all of our escorts were killed, so well, we're looking to hire some new ones. If any of you ever want to go, if you ever wanted to go to beautiful Sujarus, or if you wanted to see the Pentrillian ice fields, it sounds cold. It sounds real cold. <laughs> it sounds very cold. He says it is in fact very cold. He says but very beautiful. Uh, I think he says you ever see it in Aurora Borealis? No. No. He says magical, glimmering shot sky energy. It's pretty. Be it's pretty impressive. Cool. But yeah, it seems really cold, and it's a little far from home. I'll keep my mouth like it. <laughs> he says, and by the time we get there, it'll be almost midsummer. He says, and you'll get to have a whole day of sun. He says it only kind of dips below the horizon for maybe an hour. That sounds <laughs> a little terrible. He says, I'm just not selling it well. Thedva, Thedva might make a better pitch than I am. Maybe we'll find someone else. I don't know. Just, you know, you all were all like... I mean, we like you a lot. We just... He says, you all just burst in and, you know, took charge. Brad looks unbearably proud of that. <laughs> I love it. I'm so if it weren't for Brad, who knows what would have happened. <laughs> um, so, is everyone, like, okay? Nobody, is anyone injured at all? I don't think you guys took a hit, did you? Take a single, you, you, you went took a punch. The first we, you we came up everyone. <laughs> That's what I thought, too, but I wasn't yeah. sure. I got punched. Oh, yeah. Are you okay? I'm fine. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, I can heal myself, so. Yeah, Brindley kind of looked around to make sure nobody needed any healing while we're having this conversation. Everyone looks fine. Uh, what's his name? Dead Morts. So, you all start walking. Um, Yes, we walk. Uh, make me a perception check, everybody. Uh-oh. Couldn't have used that second, second level spell already. I got a seven. Mm, that's good. You said perception? <clears throat> Did you say perception? Yeah. Sixteen. It's an eight to green dragon. <laughs> oh no! 88, you catch a glimpse of something black and feral in the grass. Uh, and a second later, before you can react, this creature, this beast, pounces out of the grass and tackles Brad. <laughs> oh. 
taking a huge bite out of the, his like neck as he lands oh, onto the ground. Uh, as it lands in front of you, you see this um, large, almost horse-sized cat with uh, blades for fur uh, look up at you with these sort of like like uh, big toothy protrusions uh, and then just sort of growls this low unearthly growl uh, as you have the sudden urge to use the restroom uh, and, yeah. <laughs> and that is where we'll end this session and start the next Oh wow! Wow! Did not expect that, Brad. Well, didn't expect Brad to live, but <laughs> didn't expect him to go that way. Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought maybe he'd make it back to town. <laughs> I mean, he still might. Still yeah. might. Technically, he will make it to episode two. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> only a moment, but he's got to make it that far. Oh, Brad! All right. Well, that was session one. Yay! Hope you all had fun. Mm -hmm. oh, definitely.